0: So thankful for the Lord, thankful for the Lord, and just uh, glad to see you in the house of the Lord. If you'll stay standing for just a moment for just a couple of verses of scripture. Uh, for all of our visitors that are here tonight, we are glad you're here. Let's give our visitors a hand tonight. Appreciate you being in the house of the Lord. And uh, got to meet uh, uh, some new people tonight, this evening, glad found us on, uh, on social media, but from my hometown, Mr. Edwards, from my hometown, Covington. So he, I thought I said I might know him. but uh, So you never know where, where you're running the people at. So glad to have you tonight. And uh, just uh, make yourself at home. Those that are back there, the family, Matthew's family, appreciate them being with us tonight. And man, we're just going to have a good time in the Word, in the Lord. And uh, you always learn something in that Word. Always get something for another day, something to keep you going, and I'm thankful for Scripture tonight. Isaiah 12 and 2, I'm read there. <laughs> somebody said, I know that Scripture. <laughs> come on now. I like when you just say it and somebody like, come on. I'll preach with the numbers, don't even have to read nothing yet. I'll preach with the book, that's it. Isaiah 12 and 2. Behold, God is. And I love God is. And then I love my. I ain't got to borrow him from nobody. I ain't got to see if he can you know, maybe come and see me. He, God is my salvation. And I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength. And my song ain't borrowing nothing from nobody. I'm just getting it from him. He also is become my salvation. In Psalm 56 and 3, one one line there, but a powerful scripture. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And I'm going to just preach for a few moments on this thought. Won't be long tonight. Don't have to be got enough Scripture to, to settle this in our minds, but we're going we're gonna to be free from fear. How to get free from fear. We want to be free from fear. Amen. Amen. Let's lift our hands and pray tonight for the lesson. Lord, we thank You for Your Word, and I know that it will accomplish everything that it sets out to do. It won't return void. I know that Your Word tonight is forever settled in heaven, and I know tonight, Lord, that we can live by every word that proceeds out of your mouth. Tonight, let our hearts be good ground for the seed of the Word of God. Let our ears be ready to hear what the Spirit would say to the church. And Lord, tonight we're going to trust you in all things. We ask it tonight in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap and a shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word, Jesus. You can be seated tonight. Again, thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Well, I tell you, I can, without even getting off of those scriptures, that Isaiah 12 and 2 is so power-packed and full of so many things. Behold, God is my salvation. There's something about making a claim. I don't want to just be in a place where I hear about Him and see other people trust Him, or see other people believe in Him, or you know, watch Him work in other people's lives. But I want to make sure that I have got Him in my life for myself. I want to make sure that I can say, God is my salvation. He's my God. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He, I know that He does for everybody else, and And I'm not trying to be selfish or stingy with God. He's he's got enough to go around. But I'm not going to give anybody else my blessing. I'm not going to give anybody else what he's got for me. And I'm not going to uh, sit around and not get what he's got for me while I watch everybody else enjoy the benefits of serving God. Man, let me tell you, if you're going to serve God, you're going to have to have a made-up mind. When He called His disciples when He walked this earth, He said, follow me. Two words, make your mind up now. Hey, what what does that mean? I don't know, but you're going to have to make a decision because He's moving. (laughs) He's about to get over the hill. Well, i got these nets in my hand. I guess you'll have to drop them. That's a made-up mind. That I'll lay down whatever I've got to lay down so I can follow Jesus. That I'll lay aside things that maybe seem so important on a worldly scale, just so I can have what Jesus wants me to have. He is my Savior. And so tonight I'm glad that I can say God is my salvation. But then, uh, man, make that statement, make that claim, but then you have to be able to say, I will trust. Do you trust Him? Oh, I know, I know that you washed my sins away, Lord, and I know that, that you came and that you died and then rose from the dead, but, but do you trust Him? with the rest of your life. Can you wake up every day and say, Lord, my life is in your hands. Wherever I go today, you go before me. That uh, the angel of the Lord camps about them that fear him, the scripture says. Uh, Do you trust that God is watching over you? For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Let me tell you, tonight, if you are His, then you have got to think of Him more than just your one-way ticket to heaven. But He's got to get you through this life. We got, you know, I don't know, some people, they say, well, I've been in the church for 40 years. That's a long time. That's a lot of living being done from the time that you decided, hey, I'll follow you. You know, that's a, that's a lot of living, a lot of ups and downs. That's a lot of tragedy and heartache and tears and and some things maybe not always going right but sometimes things going wrong but somehow 40 years later I still got him in my sights. That's because somebody said I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength. I don't get my strength from uh, the dollar sign in my bank account. I don't get the strength from my diplomas that I look at on the wall. I don't get... Uh, my strength just from working out and eating right, but I get my strength. There's a strength that will keep you going when everything else is going wrong. There's a strength that you can get that'll keep you on the straight and narrow when everybody else is walking away. Hey, come on, there's a strength that comes from God that'll help you see it all the way home. You won't be worrying about, hey, am I going to turn around? Am I going to slip up? Am I going to throw in the towel one day? You get strength from God. You know I'm going the distance. God intends on you and I making it all the way home. It it, it ain't I'm giving up in the second round. Go ahead and hang in there. You can make it. God knows you can make it. If He called you, He called you because He knows that you're able to make it. If you keep your eyes on Him and you keep your trust in Him, the Bible says they that trust in the Lord will be like Mount Zion which cannot be removed. Let me tell you. You and I got no idea how to even begin to try to move a mountain. Well, let's get some dynamite. You know how long that'll take? and That won't even do all the job. You, you try to blow it up, tunnel or do whatever you want to. We, you and I can't move a mountain. You might as well go and be chopping at it with a baseball bat. It ain't going nowhere. And that's the way it is with us when we trust God. That enemy can huff and puff, but he ain't about to blow the house down. He can't move you. He can't push you around. He can't do it. You're going to stand. He said, but you got to trust God. Oh, but I've been, I've been to the water and I've been baptized. That's awesome. But do you trust God when you wake up on Monday morning? Do you trust Him when you're driving down the road and, and when you're going into a job you don't like or going into a school that you really don't care about? Do you, do you trust God when you're going in places where you hey, it looks kind of sketchy around here, but do you trust God? Do you trust God when the doctor says, hey, I found this? Or, or when the lawyer calls and says, I got this? Or when uh, the bank calls and says, you ain't got this? You know, uh, do you trust him are you like hey hey, listen if I seek him first in his kingdom uh, all these things are going to be added to me if he'll feed the birds of the air he'll feed me if he'll clothe the fields with flowers he's going to clothe me let me tell you I don't need to be worried so much about uh, meat and drink and all those things of the world but am I trusting God I have never seen the righteous forsaken and I have never seen his seed begging bread I've seen the righteous in many situations. You've heard me say this before. Uh, I've seen the righteous uh, heartbroken. I've seen him poor. I've seen him struggling. I've seen him cast down. I've seen him discouraged. But I have never seen him forsaken. I've never seen him starve to death. I've never seen him freeze to death. Come on, somebody. Uh, I've never seen him. uh, the elements of this world take him out, not if he trusts God. Because God's going to take care of his. And so knowing that will help free you from fear. That's important because fear, I was just talking about, I almost got the preaching before the service, telling somebody a little bit about what I was going to preach about. I said, the thing today is that fear is rampant in the land and fear will do the exact opposite of faith because uh, faith will launch you, but fear will will shut you down. Yeah, Uh, faith will give you life, but fear will kill you. It will destroy you. It will uh, hold hold you back and and steal from you. Faith will give you things and fear will rob you of things. And I, I don't want to be consumed with fear. Fear is going to come, but don't be controlled by fear because fear is from the enemy. God did not give us a spirit of fear, of torment, of, of being frightened and trembling and fear. That, that comes from the enemy. You know, Adam, the first time you ever see anybody afraid was Adam. I heard your voice, so I hid because I was afraid. You know where that came from? The enemy. The first negative emotion ever felt uh, to mankind was fear, and it came from from the enemy. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. But he did give me this. He gave me power over all the power of the enemy. Let me tell you, fear is a powerful weapon for the enemy. He loves to use fear to freeze us. He loves to use fear to stop us and and to, to get us off the track. But Uh, I remember Jesus telling us, I have given you power over all the power of the enemy. Uh, What time I am afraid, whenever that fear comes, whenever I have been put in a position to where I might be afraid, I'm going to trust in God. It is not a sin to be afraid, but you will fall into sin if you get dominated by it. Because when you have fear, you don't have faith, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. And anything it, Scripture says, if it's not faith, then it is sin. I don't want to be found. I, I've done so good. Oh, I, man, I'm not doing any of the things that are just ungodly. I'm not, you know, I've kept myself. I'm behaving myself. I'm acting right. But I'm so afraid. I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I don't murder. I don't lie. I don't steal. I don't... Uh, you cheat on my spouse, things like that. But I'm so terrified all the time that I can't move. I can't do anything. I can't serve the Lord because I'm just afraid. I'm afraid to witness. Afraid to talk to people. I'm afraid to pray for people because what if it don't work? Oh, you can't let fear wrap you up like that and stop you. You gotta trust God. Do you trust Him? You say, Oh, He'll save it. If you believe there's power in the name of Jesus, what stops you? What stops you from using it? If he said, these signs shall follow them that believe, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What stops us from doing it? It's fear. Anytime we won't pray, that's fear. Anytime we won't preach, that's fear. Anytime we won't witness to somebody, it's simply fear. Well, I'm waiting for the right time. When will that time be? We'll make excuses uh, when we are afraid. Uh, you, you, oh, you, well, you know, we did it when we was growing up, uh, kids. Some kids didn't know how to swim. They didn't want to tell their friends they didn't know how to swim, and so they'd make an excuse of, oh, "I, I got to go home now. I can't go swimming today. I got to be at home because mom needs me to do something," and you make an excuse why they couldn't go. And then you find out, oh, they can't swim. They're scared of water. They're afraid. Afraid of going drowned. And so, hey, but they don't want to tell you that. Hey, we don't want people to think we're afraid, so I'm just waiting for the right time. I'm waiting for God to speak and tell me when to go, and and God's like, I've been calling you and calling you, but you won't pick up because you're afraid. You won't answer because you're afraid. You won't move because you're afraid. I don't want fear to control me and dominate me, and that's what's happening in this world today. People are afraid. It, it, all the trouble that's going on. I'm in a sickness. It might as well you know, you know, say it, that that coronavirus has got people petrified. Right. They're scared. People are in a panic. And I'm not saying that there ain't a virus out there. I'm not saying don't be smart about it. Don't be you know get informed. Be prepared. I'm just saying don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't let that thing control you. Don't let the fear that is stealing control you. Listen, we are at a phobia level of fear in the country right now. Uh, I, I, listen, you know what a phobia is? That's an extreme or irrational fear of something. And let me tell you, when toilet paper starts disappearing because of a virus, that's irrational. Come on. People can't buy... Things they need, you can't find a bottle of hand sanitizer nowhere. Clorox wipes disappearing from the planet. And you know what? People's got stockpiles of all this sanitizer. Stuff. Give it about six months and Facebook Marketplace will be loaded with people trying to <laughs> unload the cases of all this antibacterial soap and everything else they bought. And you know what the bad thing is, is? People really need it, can't get it. Because all the well people, all the folks that's well, have stockpiled it. Because phobia. You say, I don't have no phobias. Listen, people are being temporarily infected with phobias during this time. Because here's what's happening. They are getting agoraphobia, which is the fear of public places and crowds. They're getting a ph- phobia, which is the fear of somebody touching you. Yeah, they are getting aerophobia, the fear of flying. Pathophobia, fear of disease and sickness. And xenophobia, the fear of strangers or people from a foreign land. Yeah, come on. Hey, you know very well, you don't want, you don't want, man, people ain't even going to eat Chinese food right now. I don't know where they ship their ingredients from. It might come from China. I don't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that fortune cookie ain't good. What's that say? You got the virus. What? That yeah, fortune cookie said, buy some sanitizer. I can't. It's all gone. well, But it's what's happening. Hey, I'm telling you, I know that there's a real virus out there and I know that people are scared of it. I know that people have died from it. I, I understand it. I'm not trying to make light of people who have actually suffered at the hands of this. But man, there is a fear that is running rampant and as real as that virus is, I know this, there is a real God. Yeah, come on. Now, I cannot just, fathom in my mind that God is just going to sit, sit around and be looking down and say, yeah, I'm just going to see how many this kills. God has got a people that pray. He said, "I'm going to what he's looking at is, I'm going to see how many people are going to look at my word and, and realize that I've got victory over this thing. I wonder how many people, And not that I'm just going to have to reach down and heal them, but I can keep them from it. And I'm wondering how many of my people are going to... Uh, have panic attacks and, 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 and anxiety attacks because they think they might get it. Oh, I bumped into somebody and they was coughing. I don't know, man, I think I might have it. Man, I was in line at the grocery store and somebody behind me was just coughing and coughing. Well, yeah, they might just might just smoke too much. Know. You know, maybe they got choked on a peanut. I don't know. Uh, but, you, but oh, ooh, that sounds like Corona right there. Like, like you know, like you know, like you've been anywhere around it. Fear, 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 fear. There's a thing called phobophobia. You know what that is? It's the fear of fear. It's real. And it happens. They said, you'd be surprised that that happens almost more than any, that people are afraid of being afraid, that it, it paralyzes them. And so I know it. Uh, and, and so having a God that watches over us. Now, Listen. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that we can be careless. You know, the Lord said, Hey, listen, uh, you know, if you drink any daily thing, it won't hurt you. That doesn't mean go turn up a bottle of bleach and see what happens. He's not wanting you to tempt God, to tempt Him. He, we're not going to be careless. But fear will grow if you let it. I mean, it will grow out of control. Fear will control you if you let it, and fear will stop you in your tracks if you let it i don't know if maybe uh in your time of life if you ever pay attention to every year when a charlie brown christmas comes on and charlie brown don't he's not feeling good about the holidays so he sits down to talk with lucy the psychiatrist and she starts asking him are you afraid of cats because if you are you got this kind of phobia Are you afraid of crossing bridges because you got this kind of phobia? Are you afraid of staircases because you got this kind of phobia? Are you afraid of, you know, uh, responsibility? you got this kind of phobia. And he's like, I don't think that's it. And then finally she says, maybe you have pantophobia. More than just a cartoon, it's real. And And she's like, do you think you have that, have you? Do you think you got pantophobia? He said, what is pantophobia? She said, the fear of everything. And he jumps up and screams, that's it. And that's what happens is eventually you become a, a pantophobiac. You are afraid of everything. I can't go out of the house. I can't do this. I can't do that. I, I just, I'm terrified all the time. And, and man, I'm telling you, I, God did not intend for you and I to be controlled by fear. But he wants us to walk by faith. He wants us to believe in Him and trust Him. He, he wants us to make a, a bold statement and, and say, God is my salvation. In Him I will trust and not be afraid. So that's the key. I, I trust God. Hey, you know there's a virus going around? I do, but I got a God. You know that the world's going crazy and there might be a war? I do, but you know what? I got a God. Do you know they might one day come around and try to shut the doors on the church? Yeah, I know all these kind of things, but guess what? I've got a God. I don't care what happens, God's going to be there. Whatever comes our way, we're going to have a God. Whatever we face, he told us, he said, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. That's going to be more than you breaking your nail or breaking your arm or or losing your dog. It's going to be some rough stuff, tribulation. He said, there'll be some in heaven and said, who are these people? These are they that came out of great tribulation. They were persecuted. They were tried. They were tortured. There's going to be some trouble in this world one day, but they made it all the way home because they trusted in God. And listen, Hey, church, we've got to trust God. Listen, it, it, we've got to do more than just be excited and sing, and, and they're like, wow, we have some good church, but then I've got to run home and lock the door behind me. I don't want nothing to get me before I get in my car. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. In other words, I won't be afraid because you are with me, your rod and your staff, it comforts me. That's When we turn scriptures sometimes into nursery rhymes and, and we delegate them to graveside services and funerals, we forget that they're made for everyday living. And Psalm 23 is good for everyday living. The Lord is my shepherd. You know what a sheep does? He trusts the shepherd. He's while I'm got my head down grazing, he's looking for the wolf. I ain't got to be take a bite, and look up, take a bite, and look. I can just eat, not be worried. He's gonna leave me in the green pastures. He's gonna leave me beside still waters. He's going to uh, take care of me, watch over me. I don't have to be looking over my shoulder all the time because i got somebody looking over my shoulder for me. Somebody watching the horizon. Here comes trouble. Somebody looking out because they heard the bushes rumbling over. Oh, there might be something coming to get uh, one of my flock. He, he's watching out. And he said the good shepherd will give his life for the sheep. Don't you know the Lord's going to lay it on the line where it's concerning his church. He's going to take care of. Of his church. I don't have to be afraid. I can be free from fear. It doesn't mean fear ain't always swarming around. And I might even be in a a place where it's trying to latch on, but what time I am afraid or uh, put into a place of fear, that's what that actually means put into a place of fear, I'll trust him. Whenever I get into a place where I could be dominated by fear, I'm going to trust in Him. Whenever I get into a place where I could be uh, controlled or stopped or paralyzed by fear, I'm going to trust in Him. In Second Timothy chapter one, Paul writing to his son in the gospel, and he 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 says something in these three verses here that, uh, to me, I think he was trying to get a point. I don't know what was going on in Timothy's life, but it seemed like Paul was making a point. He said, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. I know what's in you, Timothy. Which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that it's in you also. Something got passed down to Timothy. Some faith, unfeigned faith, faith that cannot be Bridled. It cannot be harnessed. It cannot be shut down. It, it, it doesn't see any boundaries. It's just limitless. It's, it's going to always, um, faith is always going to be first in their life. Man, if I pass anything down to anybody, I hope I pass down some unfeigned faith. If I can pass on anything to any child of God, it's faith. Let me give them faith because if they got faith, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. But then he said, wherefore? Since I know you have faith, Timothy, I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Stir up the... Now, I think he's talking about the Holy Ghost. Now, whether Paul gave him some kind of other impartation in the ministry, I don't know. But in the Scripture, in the book of Acts, you read that uh, they would lay hands on those people and they would receive the Holy Ghost. Maybe Paul prayed him through to the Holy Ghost. And uh, the Bible says that... Uh, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the gift of God. And so I think that he's telling Timothy, he said, look, you need to stir up the Holy Ghost that's inside of you. Uh, I was there when you received it. I know it's there. I know that you've got faith. I know that you have. He had faith in God long before he came to this gospel. But now he knows the scripture that makes him wise and the salvation. And Paul has, has seen a gift in him that was there because Paul laid his hands on him. He says, but then, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. What's going on in Timothy's life, I don't know. But it was going on and it was serious enough where Paul said, listen, I know what's in you. I know what you can do. Stir it up. Because whatever's going on right now, it ain't of God. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. God, God has got something for you. Whenever you let fear begin to dominate you, it will make the gift of God dormant in your life. So you got to stir it up. Whenever you give in to fear, let me tell you, the Holy Ghost ain't in the lead. You ain't listening. You ain't hearing what the Spirit's saying if you listen to fear. Uh, Because that that spirit is not a spirit of fear, but it is power and love and sound mind. And so Paul's trying to tell his son in the gospel, hey, listen, don't be controlled by fear. Whatever's got you right now, whatever's uh, got you shut down, it's time to stir up the gift in you. It will break that chain of fear. Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost, you can't be afraid praying in the Holy Ghost. Because when you're praying in the Holy Ghost, it says you're building up yourself on your most holy faith. And faith and fear will not dwell side by side. Uh, if you are going to have faith, it will kick fear out the door. One of them's going to win, but it's going to be whichever one you give in to. You're either going to submit to faith or you're going to submit to fear. You're either going to feed your faith or you're going to feed your fear. And whichever one you feed is going to be the one that wins. I don't want to be controlled by fear. I want to be free from fear. There's a scripture, a story in uh, Matthew chapter 14. We talk about a lot uh, in our talking about faith and not having faith and different things like that, where Peter is walking on the water. In Matthew 14 and verse 29, he's already seen the Lord out on the water. And he said, listen one of the first things he says to them whenever they see him, he says, don't be afraid because we're not going no further if you got fear. I'm going to keep walking and you're just going to watch me until I disappear. But he stopped and when they saw him, they thought, it said they thought it was a spirit, thought it was a ghost. and It says they cried out, not because they were happy to see him, they cried out for fear. They submitted to fear. So he speaks and says, hey, it's me, don't be afraid. Number one, we got to stop fear right now. We got to kill that because what we want to happen ain't about to happen if we got fear. And so Peter says, if it is you, then bid me to come. And in verse 29, he said, Come. One word, just all it entails, come. That means step out of the boat, put your foot on the water, start walking this way. And he and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he he walked on the water. Peter was walking on water. His Feet were on top of what could kill him, of what could drown him. He was walking on top of water. It was happening. Just like Jesus was walking on water, he was walking on water, and he was going to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And he began to sink, and he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said, O thou of little faith, Wherefore didst thou doubt? Fear will cause you uh, to to sink in what you you once walked on. I mean, your walk is going fine until you get a little fear in your life. I'm going right to where Jesus is. Now all of a sudden I'm sinking. When you let fear take over, uh, what you walked on will start pulling you down. And the Lord said, listen, uh, hey, you of little faith, why did you doubt fear? equals little faith. Fear equals doubt. I don't ever want to doubt God. I want to trust Him. I don't want to ever uh, uh, just have a little faith. Uh, I want to be like the disciples when they said, Lord, increase our faith. I want, I want my faith to be high. I know people say, Oh, you just need a grain of a mustard seed. That's fine. If that's all you want, that's fine. I want all the faith. That I, got. I don't want just one tree. I want a whole grove of trees. Uh, you know, he said, you can plant that one mustard seed and it grows up into a great tree. That's awesome. But I want a whole forest of them. I don't want just one. I want all the faith I can get. I don't want my faith to ever fail. I want to be trusting God over and over and over again. I don't want to just plant one little seed of faith. I want to plant many seed. I want to be sowing it by the handfuls. I want faith ruling in my life because fear will stop me dead in my tracks. Fear... It, Listen, fear will kill what God gave you. Yeah. Fear will cause you to lose what was given to you by the master. It's the truth. There's Bible to prove it. In Matthew chapter 25, there's a, the uh, parable of the talents. And he gives talents to three different servants. And two of them, man, they are investing and making money and doing everything. When the master gets back and says, here's what you gave us, plus we doubled it. And man, he's like, well done, good and faithful servant. And then here comes this one little guy that only had one talent. And in verse 24, it said, he which received one talent came. and He said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man. And you reap where you have not sown, and you gathered where you have not strawed. And I was afraid, and so I went and hid the talent in the earth. And now, lo, thou hast what is thine. And his lord answered and said unto him, "You wicked and slothful servant, man! You see, fear gonna cause God to look at you a lot differently." He said, Hey, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I sowed not, and you get and I gather where I have not strawed. And so you should have given my money to the exchangers, and then when I came I could have received my own with usury or with or with interest. And he said, Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which has ten talents. He knew what kind of man his Lord was, but fear froze him. He went against his better judgment because he was afraid. He knew he should have done something with that talent. He knew he should have invested. He knew he was watching these other guys. He worked in the same house. He saw what they were doing. And he still was so afraid to invest, to use a talent that God had given him that the Lord said, take it from him and give it to somebody else. And then they cast him out. Fear will stop you from doing anything for the kingdom, and fear will get you cast out. I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be afraid to do what God wants me to do. I don't want to be afraid to trust Him. Listen, it ain't hard to trust God. It ain't hard to trust the Lord. And we, we, from that, you remember how easy it was to say, "God, I'm so sorry for what I've done. Forgive me of my sins." and and you repented, and how easy it was to make that decision, I'm going to follow you, that's trust. Well, that's every day. You just get up. He said, hey, if you're going to follow me every day, pick up that cross and follow me daily. You need to follow me every day. That's trust, because if I'm following Him, I'm trusting that my steps are ordered in His Word, that I'm going to uh, walk right behind Him. He's not going to lead me somewhere where I can... Uh, be lost, but He's going to keep leading me in the right path. The Bible says the Spirit of God will lead you into all truth. I trust the Holy Ghost every day that He'll lead me so I can walk in all truth. It's always been about uh, trusting Him and not being afraid. In the book of Joshua chapter 1 in verse uh, number 9 and just leave that up there. i want to say this in verses 6 and 7 Twice right in a row, the Lord tells him to be strong and be courageous. Be strong and being courageous. But then in verse 9, he adds something to it. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid. It's like he had to remind Joshua then listen, you're going to have to have something besides courage, you're going to have to have something besides strength. You can't be afraid. Because fear will make the strongest man turn around and run. Hey, I have seen big guys, but i let a spider get near them. I ain't saying nothing about nobody. Hey, don't let a... Don't, I'm glad there ain't no mouse running across here right now, because I'll be preaching on top of here. You scared of the little mouse? Man, I don't like them things. Listen, the other day I was over here doing some work. I moved a bag back there in that cleaning closet, and there was a black spot on the floor, and I jumped just about into the shelf because I thought I picked that bag and I thought it was a mouse. Man, I was like, oh man, I'm glad ain't nobody in here to see that. (laughs) I was like, whew, that was plumb silly. But fear, whew, it'll it'll jump on you fast. You know, and we've all got them little things that, yeah. Yeah, you know, creep you out, man, and and, and scare you like that. And, um, and so the Lord's telling Joshua, look, you're going into another land. You're going into the promised land. But even though it's promised, even though I have promised it, it is a land flowing milk and honey. Listen, you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to have courage, but you cannot be afraid when you see them. When you see how terrible they look, when you see those giants in the land, when you see those armies and those big uh, so, all those just thousands and thousands of soldiers and chariots and things that are going to come out against you, don't turn around and run. Don't be afraid. Hey listen, Saul, you know, all of Israel they were a bunch of wimps but it was one big man had them all shaking in their armor and they were afraid and they were frozen. They couldn't do nothing. I have said this over and over again. I said, it just had to be because we had to have this story. But you're going to tell me that one man, one big giant, he's big, that if about 20 people shot at him at one time with a bow and arrow, somebody ain't going to hit him? He can't dodge, he can't dodge 20 arrows? I mean, if 50 people run at him at one time, hey, he's bad. But he ain't that bad. I mean, somebody's going to get a spear in somewhere. But it was the perception. It was that he wasn't afraid. He's out, he's growling at them, barking at them, telling them what he was going to do to them. Well, I don't want that to be me. And nobody had enough in them to say, hey, isn't God, aren't we the army of God? Nobody could even think. They couldn't even remember who they were. And so it took David, little shepherd boy right there, and say, hey, you want to tell you something? I was sitting out on the pasture one day watching the sheep. Here come the lion and the bear, and God delivered them into my hand. He won't be no different. God can handle it all. You ain't scared of him, but he's a man of war from his youth. He's just a youth. He still bleeds, don't he? Give me a rock. You don't want this sword? You don't want this armor? Don't need it. I just need the name of the Lord. He said, you come at me with a shield and a spear and a sword, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And he said, I'm going to take your head off. And <laughs> he got a sword with him. And he said, he, he's already speaking prophesying. I'm going to take your head off. And he took him down and took Goliath's own sword and cut his head off. Carried the head. Boy, they like to carry heads around <laughs> in the Old Testament. And just toted that big head. You imagine how big he was. Man, his head probably weighed 50 pounds and carried it up there to the tent. Here you go, Saul. What do you do with that? <laughs> but he did it. And one man, one boy, showed a whole army what you can do if you trust in God. Don't be controlled by fear. You'll let a lesser enemy defeat you. Yeah. If you let fear that when he talks about that roaring line, you know, what's that roar about? It's the he wants you to know I'm here and you need to be afraid. Because I can promise you, if you out in the woods and you hear a lion roar, you're gonna be afraid. We heard one when we were in Africa and we was in that we was in our room. And but you could hear him out there, that big roar. I'm like, man, lock the door. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, because mm, I've seen too many movies where folks get eat up by lions. I don't. That's I know there's a fence, but, you know, you're just thinking, I don't, I'll, I'll be the one. It'll be my time. You know? <laughs> See, I, I, I know that line. I trust the Lord now, but I ain't going to tempt him. I'm just going to go on out here and carrying a stake with me. I ain't worried about him. No, none of that for me. But what I'm trying to, the point is this. We've got places to go in God. He's got promises for us. He said, I want you to inhabit this promised land. I want you to inherit what I've got for you. But fear will be the death of you, Joshua. If you can't, you you can talk about, uh, you know, because courage can be in your speech. Yeah. And strength can be in your presentation. Ain't you ever seen somebody that was big and act like they was bad, but they was really... They didn't want nobody to test them. That's a bully. You know, talking all that smack make you scared of them. Well, I've seen some big ones fall. I've seen some big ones hide. It's like they thought just their size should be enough to intimidate things, but they was really, listen, you, you can have, uh, you can present strength and you can, with your mouth, boast courage, but it's going to take something inside of you to make you stand and not be afraid. When it all starts going down, somebody's got to stand, and that's what he was telling us. Look, when you get over there, it's going to be some sights that you have never seen. All you got your mind on is uh, milk and honey, but it's going to be some giants in that land. There's going to be some enemies in that land, and you're going to have to take care of them, so don't be afraid. And then he he went on to tell them, put that uh, back up there in verse 9 again, Joshua 1. 9, he said, He said, don't be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. It doesn't matter which battlefield you find yourself on, I'll be there. It doesn't matter what corner of this promised land you find yourself on, I'm going to be there. It doesn't matter which city it is, which army it is, which people it is, what king it is. It does not matter. I will be there so you won't have to be afraid because there ain't nothing that can defeat me. Trust us, Joshua. Just trust me. Uh, trust what I say. Make sure that you believe I've got you. I'm not. Just, I didn't bring you to the promised land just to be destroyed. I brought you to the promised land so you could inhabit it and inherit it. The same with us today. In Psalm, I'm trying to remind us now just of our of our faith. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm coming down. Uh, the landing gear's down. It's, it's almost here. Psalm 27, first three verses. David said this, the Lord is my light. A lot of people scare the dark, so like that light. So he said the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear; though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. What, you, what you're confident in? That the Lord is my light my salvation. That the Lord is my strength of my life. And who shall I be afraid? I've got the Lord on my side. I am confident in God. And I trust this God that saved me. I trust this God that called me out of darkness. I trust the Lord tonight. I'm not going to be... Listen, again, I know that there's scariest stuff in this world. Sure there is. But with God... You've got to know He's going to take care of you, and you can be free from fear. You don't have to be in panic mode all the time. You can be free from fear. There's, uh, I, I, re- I never preach out of this book in Scripture, and it's my own reasoning. I guess it's because so many people reference Psalm 91 so much, and it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's where people go when they don't have nothing to preach. They go to Psalm 91. But, and, but tonight I said, you know, i got to get out of that habit because Psalm 91 is still such a powerful, uh, powerful passage for God's people. And so the Lord, uh, he said here in Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, hey, what do you say about God? We well, always wonder what God thinks about me and wonder how God sees me. But, uh, what do you say about the Lord? When, when trouble comes, what do you say about God? When things are not going your way, what do you say about God? He said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and He is my fortress. He is my God and in Him will I trust. When an enemy is breathing down your neck, when that line's roaring in your face, what do you say about God? You want to make him scared? Just tell him, name but one God and I know his name. Because the Bible says if you believe in one God, you do well. The devils also believe and tremble. Well, there's been times where the enemy's been trying me and I would go, I know what scares you. I mean, I'd say it out loud. I'd say, hey, there's one God. I just start hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And boy, I tell you, I, I just picture in my mind that old enemy shaking in his boots. Oh, I better, I better go on before he keeps talking about this one God. Let me tell you, there's power in the name of Jesus. And if he starts trying to bring fear on you, you just start saying, Oh, there's one God, and his name is Jesus. There's one God, and I know him. And, uh, hey, and guess what? He don't like you. And he sure don't like you messing with me. I will say to the Lord, he's my refuge, my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee. Surely he shall deliver. This is not David's opinion. This is not the psalmist. This is not an opinion of his. He's writing fact, inspired. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Surely. Because He's God. He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence, which is destructive plague. What about that plague going on? Listen. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shall be, shalt thou trust. There's that word trust again. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by the day nor for the pestilence, as that word again, which again it means destructive plague, that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. There's going to be trouble in this world. He said, but it won't come nigh thee. It's not going to come unto you. He said, only with your eyes shalt thou behold. This is where we got to work on right here because we walk by faith and not by sight, but we do see things. So we can't let what we see uh, turn our faith off. I'm going to see what's going on in this world, but I cannot stop having faith in God. Only with your eyes you're going to see it, and behold the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, and neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. I know that the Lord quoted that, and it was quoted to him, actually, in the wilderness. And and so we think, well, that's concerning Jesus. But Jesus said the things that he did, I'll do, and greater things shall I do. So I believe if uh, he does it for the Lord, he does it for us as well. They'll bear, bear you up unless you dash your foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet because he has set his love upon me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Aren't you glad you know his name? He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him and with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Sounds like God's got a plan for us and it don't include being held captive by fear but it includes us living a a good life free from fear, a long life satisfied with long life and you can stand with me uh, tonight. There's so many scriptures and things I could go to, but like I said, I'm trying to, yes, right before 8, just turned 8 o'clock, I'm right, on, right where I wanted to be as I finish. In the book of Proverbs, we were talking about that some this weekend, but the first seven chapters, are such great instruction, and in, in chapter 3, after he is telling his son, listen, I need you to take hold of my word, take hold of this wisdom, take hold of this instruction, because it's going to be such a blessing to your life. <clears throat> And he went on to say in verse, uh, I'm going to read a few other verses, but verse 24, just leave it there. He said, My son, let them not depart from thine eyes and keep sound wisdom and discretion, so shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. But then he said this in verse 24, When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down in thy sleep, shall be sweet, sweet dreams. Your, your sleep will be sweet. Don't be afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and he shall keep thy foot from being taken. God's going to take care of us, church. I don't have to be afraid. I, don't have to, I, I know there's scary things happening. And the times that I could find myself in a place of fear, all I've got to do is, is just lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. The writer said, my help comes from the Lord that created the heavens and the earth. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. He said, but we're going to remember the name of the Lord our God. Let me tell you, I, I, I know where my help's at. I know where my help comes from. I know that I can trust God today. He didn't just save me so I could be beat up beat up punched in, in, in fear all the days of my life but He wants us to walk in confidence walk upright and serve Him and, and be able to and He knows you can't serve me with fear because fear will just simply shut you down so if you've been battling something this week or if you've been battling it for years tonight be your night to get rid of it for you to come into this altar I'm going to open the altar up and give us a moment to pray you come and find a place and say, Lord, tonight I'm laying this down right here. And I'm going to lay down this problem and I'm going to pick up that trust and I'm going to serve you and I will not be afraid. I, I, I know it's scary. I know it could be unknown. But you know everything and I trust you. I will not be afraid. One writer said, I won't be afraid of ten thousands of people, though they, my enemy, they could camp about me. and Even if it was great odds against me, I still don't have to be afraid because God's on my side I can tell you this that when you have strong trust in God everybody don't like that sometimes people you go to church with don't like that oh you super Christian no I'm just (laughs) I just trust God you should too People that trust God will say things like, I ain't worried about that. And other people, it bothers them because they are worried about it. I'm not trying to bother nobody. I'm just trying to say, hey, just trust God. Just believe the Lord. I, I'm going to trust God. Will you sound foolish when you say that. Well, I might, but I still trust God. I've seen Him. I've just seen Him do too many things. I know He's real. I know what He can do. And I'm not... I'm not, I'm not about to believe that and I'm not going to let this world make me believe that there's something going on that's stronger than Him. Because it, cause it ain't. Praise God. While he's playing and singing, will not you come find a place for a few minutes in this altar and pray. Let the Lord help you tonight. Lay that fear down at the altar tonight. Lay that fear down.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Yeah, mighty God. We Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. And I tell you go, go back and read some of those scriptures on your own time. Get up either tonight before you go to bed, get up in the morning, let that be your devotion tomorrow morning just read through Psalm 91 again, read Isaiah read the opening scriptures just and remind yourself hey I've got a God I've got somebody on my side that can't be beat it ain't nothing gonna come to me that it's got to pass by him first. It's got to get past him. He's got to allow it. If it happened, he allowed it. I'm not going to be afraid because if, if it comes to me, I'm, I'll be able to handle it. If God let it come to you, he knows you can take care of it because he said, with every temptation, I'll make a way of escape that you're able to bear it. It, means, it tells me it's going to protect me from being so frozen with fear that I'm just caught and I can't move. I can't get out. God's going to take care of you, church. Praise the Lord. Let's give him a hand and a shout of praise in this house. I'm thankful for the Lord tonight. What a great God. What a great God. What a great God. Thank you for being here tonight. And just appreciate you being here. Pray for those that are sick. we to see them all well. And hopefully back in service by Sunday. Uh, you be well. Hey, like I said, be careless. Be smart. Don't be just... Shaking hands with strangers, going down the street, and things like that. Wash your hands. Take, yeah, don't touch your face. All that thing. But just take care of yourself and trust God. He's gonna take care of us. Praise praise the Lord. Thank you for all of our visits, Sean. It was great to to meet you, Mr. Edwards. Glad to have you today. Hope to see him again. And uh, we just thank all the family that came tonight. God bless you. Have a great night. Be here Sunday. If you don't have a home church to be at, we'd love to have you here Sunday at 11 o'clock. We're going to have a great time in Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.